126. Hey, look, I hope you're doing great wherever you are. Morning, afternoon, night, uh, whatever time you are listening to this, I hope you are having a great day. Uh, I know in the midst of all the craziness that we find ourselves in, sometimes it can uh, it can be a difficult task to kind of feel like, wow, today was a great day, you know, but I think uh, one of the things I've continued to encourage us all in and something I'm trying to practice every day is those th- those simple things, you know, just being thankful for very, very simple, simple things. You know, a simple big thing is you woke up. That's a big deal, right? Uh, simple thing is like you, many of you, I would imagine, live in a home, have a bed, have a mattress. You know, I, you know, in my travels around the world, I think it's been one of those things that has caused a great amount of awareness and also gratitude. As you realize these very small, insignificant, fundamental things that we take advantage of every single day um, are just not that available around the rest of the world. And so it's just slowing down a bit and going, yeah, you know what? Life can be difficult at times. And yeah, man, um, the pandemic or whatever else, you know, like finances, sickness, whatever it is. Like that can feel really overwhelming, but I do think there's something that postures our heart uh, when we have gratitude. It just kind of slows us down and goes, God, wow, look, you, you do care about me. You have provided for me like in really awesome ways. We have water. Like how many of you went down and filled up a coffee pot? I do it every single morning. Go down. I have a refrigerator that dispenses just clean drinking water and I put it in that pot because that's how I drink water. I drink it as coffee. Um, I I actually hate water, but I love it as coffee. I'm trying to learn how to love water. I don't know how people, when I go, people go to school, I just love water. I don't get it, but I'm grateful. Like I'm, I'm learning to be grateful that that refrigerator, it shoots out purified water And I want to go, man, I'm going to slow down a little bit and go, thank you. Thank you so much that I have this, God. Like, you provided this for me. Um, And then it creates a gratitude in me. And then it also reminds me to think and pray for those people who don't have that. You know, I started a a nonprofit, gosh, I don't know, eight years ago. And the whole goal of it was to build wells in India. And so every once in a while, like when I'm in this moment of gratitude or slowing down and the small things, I'll just go like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like the whole mission of that organization was to bring fresh drinking water to villages because so many of them were dying. They were dying because they didn't have fresh water in here every single day, every single moment I can pull up to my refrigerator or my sink and, and, and have fresh drinking water. So just feeling grateful. And what that does is that it postures your heart for the day, slows down. Maybe, maybe tonight it's just putting those sheets over you and just being like, wow, so grateful for sheets or a pillow. Wow, so grateful for a pillow. Such a small thing, but I'm telling you, it does something for your heart, does something for your mind, and allows you to thank God. Not just for the big stuff, but for the small stuff. Thank you so much for these pillows. It's so awesome. I'm so comfy tonight, right? And if you know, you know how important a pillow is. Because if you've gone to some hotel, like we went to a hotel this last weekend, who had pillows that were just out of control, not good, right? I didn't sleep great, right? I'm so wired 
right? To have comfort with pillows, okay? But my pillows, they're like perfect. So tonight, as I lay my head, head down, my hope is that I remind myself to be grateful for the small things. So for you, be grateful for the small things. And maybe that does something for your heart. Um, hey, for those of you who uh, continue to listen, subscribe, and share these podcasts, I just want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And for all of you who are continuing to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to invite more of you to be a part of that. Thank you uh, for considering being a part uh, of donating to this podcast that allows me to continue to uh, not only just work on this podcast, but actually some really fun things I've got coming up with the devotional and some other things. I am in process. It's coming together, working with a graphics person, just trying to get it all dialed in. We're close. We're getting close. Um, so just wanted to say thank you for those of you who continue uh, to be a part of this podcast financially. All right. Our passage, Hebrews 7 25. Before I deep dive into this passage, uh, I'll have to say um, Hebrews is one of these books. It, it's a hard book. It's a complex book. But there are so many beautiful pictures about who Jesus is, what it means to follow after him. I can't encourage you enough to, to uh, check out the book of Hebrews. Very, very important book. So Hebrews 7.25 says this. Consequently, he is able to save the uttermost those who draw near to God uh, through him, since he always uh, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So consequently, he is able to save the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercessions for them. Um, Patty's uncle, we call him Uncle Murr. Uh, Patty's uncle uh, was is a pastor. He, he's in his 80s now. Um, wonderful man. He was the man who married us. Uh, and uh, he's just been, he's just a really cool guy. Wonderful man. Has been a faithful, faithful man. As he preaches and cares, he actually like works at a funeral home. He does funerals. So he's just a good guy. And he's become... You know, just he's obviously very special to Patty, but special to me as well as a result of that and just a wonderful guy. But uh, Patty, um, and I'll tell you his story in just a sec, but Patty's grandparents uh, were pretty remarkable people, um, very generous, very kind. But one of the things that um, that her mother or that her grandmother um, and then her uncle's, this is a, her uncle's mom, um, committed to do was just pray. She was a prayer warrior. And so she would pray for her son, Murray, who is this pastor, every single day. And then she would pray for Patty every single day. And she was just this very faithful prayer warrior for the family. And so I remember being up at the funeral uh, when she passed. And, uh, you know, Patty and I, we were dating. We would go visit her uh, and and uh, sit with her, play board games. And uh, and then we got married. We go do the same thing. Uh, and then she eventually passed, I think, the uh, the first few years of our marriage. She, she passed. But I remember her uncle, Uncle Murr, uh, after she passed, and he just felt like something wasn't right. Like he said, he felt like something was off. And so we were like, well, what do you mean? Like, because she's missing. And he was like, no, I just feel like the prayers um, that she was praying for me, they're, they're no longer here. And I'm really feeling it and really sensing it. And I thought, 
wow, what a remarkable statement that he sensed that her prayers were so powerful that she was going to God on behalf of her son, uh, who was a pastor, and he felt that, like it made, and Patty would say the same thing, like she prayed for Patty and prayed for us consistently, and Patty like felt that loss, not just the loss of her life, but the loss of that intercession. And I think as we come to Hebrews, uh, Hebrews once again is trying to help us reframe and help us understand who Jesus is. And so once again, we come to a moment where we, we, where we kind of pause and go, I'm not sure I truly understand who Jesus is. For most of my life growing up in Christ, as a Christian in the church, I ha- the more I go to scripture, the older I'm getting, the more I realize how small I made Jesus you know, because I feel like we've created this version of him and have relegated him to the cross and to the empty tomb and his ministry on earth and to the virgin birth. And then we kind of believe like, oh, well, his job was done. Like he did his job. He's all done. Um, but that's not true. According to this passage, that's not true. It's just not. And that's really, really, really great news uh, for us. And so I started thinking through that a bit and going like, okay, why is that good news? And what's really going on here in this passage? Um, and as I started thinking about that, I started thinking like, there's this misnomer that like, you know, once your kids become adults, that you just kind of send them off into the world and like, they're done. Like, you know, our son Ben turned 20 this last weekend and, um, which is kind of mind blowing for me. And, uh, but he's in college, he's a college kid, but just because he's away doesn't mean that we're not providing him just because he's no longer home. Doesn't mean we're still not caring for him. There's insurance, school bills, care packages, hospital check-ins, you know, but he, and, and the thing of it is, I think for Patty and I, it's like, we're not even angry about it. We love to provide for him. Like we really love to care for him and we love to bless him in that way. Even though he's not in our home, we're still caring for him. And just because Jesus ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us, doesn't mean his ministry just stopped with his death and his resurrection. And it doesn't just stop with him creating a place for us. It's so much bigger, so much better than that. And so my hope and my desire as I've been working through this is to expand our understanding of who Jesus is. You know, we have him contained to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like we just contain him to that. And then it's as if he transitioned in and we move into the book of Acts And we go like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you sent the disciples and then you're commissioning us. Like I totally get all that. And and he's like, no, 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 I'm doing a work. No, 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 you sent the spirit of God. Like he's here, he's the helper, but like you went away. Like you're all done now. Like you've done your job. And it's like, no, this passage is going, do you know that his ministry for us has not stopped? His love and care for us has not stopped? It should blow your mind. Blow your mind. Jesus is showing us on earth who God is. Who God is. Jesus is God. 
and this is how he loves, and this is how he cares. Well, he's not just going to abandon that as he goes into heaven. No, he continues that. And it says in this passage that he is, is making intercession for them. He's making intercession for them, for those who have committed uh, their lives to Jesus. And I hope that's you. And if it's not, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about how much he loves you, but he cares for you. You need to commit your life to him. And if you have made a commitment to follow him, let me tell you about Jesus. He goes to God the Father on our behalf. On our behalf. Did you hear that? Jesus is praying for you right now. That hurt, that pain, that confusion, that thing you don't know how to deal with, that friend who hurt you, that job, that child that is far from the Lord, even the things you don't know what to pray for, he does. I mean, he's going before the Father, intercessing for you. Why? Because he loves you, and his ministry for you did not stop at the cross and the grave. And he isn't just uh, relegated to now those two things, and then also like him preparing a place for us. No, no, he's going and he's ministering for us. He's our shepherd, our good shepherd. He's our shepherd and he's shepherding us and caring for us. When, so that hurt, that pain, all that stuff you got going on inside of you, I just want you to know you are not alone. You are not alone. And so cry out to him. Just cry out to him, God, I know your son Jesus is intercessing on my behalf. Listen to his requests, right? Or Jesus, I know you're going on my behalf. Please go to the Father on my behalf on this. And it, and it and the scriptures say he is doing that. And you should find comfort in that. And why does he do this? Why? One, because he loves you. But here's the other thing. It's not just about us. We tend to make it all about us. I do a lot of times. Make it all about me. But Hebrews 4, this is why Hebrews is so great, talks about, being G, it talks about Jesus being our great and awesome and unbelievable high priest. You see, what a high priest would do is he would go on behalf of the people to God and he would intercede for them, their sin, their pains, their hurts. He would go to God on behalf of them. Jesus goes before God on our behalf because his ministry didn't end on earth. It continues in heaven. And that's what we say. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because Jesus's love and care extends far beyond the cross and the grave. So my question is this. When was the last time you rested in the fact that Jesus loves you and cares for you. Just rest in that. Father God, listen to the prayers of your son Jesus on our behalf. Jesus, we thank you that you go before the Father on our behalf 
interceding for us. Thank you. We love you. We can't tell you how much we appreciate that care that you give to us every single day, every single moment. So, take a breath.